Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. All right, 105.1 FM, The Fan, 910 AM. We have breaking news here to end the show. So if you're listening to us now, AWOD Radio is going to have more on this. If you're listening on the podcast, where I slide this to the start of the podcast, not the end, so you can get instant reaction here. The Washington Commanders, uh, I can confirm, are trading Montez Sweat, pass rusher, to the Chicago Bears for a second-round draft pick in next year's draft. I have no clue why Josh just played the Law & Order music. I have zero clue why that happened, um, but he did. That's that a was thing. a misclick. <laughs> and that's showbiz, baby. That's, you know, it really, the, the gravity of the, of the breaking news there got, got just consumed by, uh, by, by the Law & Order music. This is, all right, instant reaction to the trade. Montez Sweat to the Bears, second round draft pick back next year. Let's start with the obvious. The Bears are bad. Uh, this is going to be potentially a very good second-round draft pick, uh, potentially near the top of the draft. I love that. You know, we talked about the Falcons being a contender. The, the offer there reportedly was the third-rounder that turned into a second-rounder. This is way better than that. This is a sure thing, second-round pick next year. Now, we'll wait to see if Chicago has agreed with Montez Sweat on a long-term extension, which is possible here, or if they're going to tag him and work towards one this offseason. I don't know what Montez Sweat's enthusiasm level is for going to Chicago. Presumably they ran that by him along the way. But we're reacting live here as the news comes across, uh, and we can confirm the commanders are trading Montez Sweat to the Chicago Bears for a second-round draft pick next year. And this is I'm going to declare this a win for both sides. This is the rare trade where both sides come away winners. This was more value than I thought they could get for Montez Sweat or Chase Young. And this is absolutely a win for the Chicago Bears who need good players, have the money to be able to afford to pay good players because they got a rookie deal quarterback and are going to benefit from having Montez Sweat on their defensive line. He, he's a heck of a player. I've enjoyed watching him in D.C. I, I've compared him on numerous occasions to Preston Smith, who had those years in Washington where he'd get he'd get this close to sacks, this close to having the numbers. He leaves for Green Bay. He ends up making things happen out there in Green Bay. So you've got Montez Sweat, 
headed to the Chicago Bears. I think he'll fit in great on their defense and a fantastic haul in return for the Commanders. I'm just going to go ahead. I'm not going to take my time and deliberate on that. This is way more than I thought they would get. Right now, if the draft happened tomorrow, which it doesn't, this would be pick number 34 in the draft coming from the Chicago Bears, uh, which is a fantastic pick. Uh, Look, they're getting a good player. They're getting Montez Sweat. They can tag him next year. We'll wait to find out if they've agreed to a long-term deal along the way. Uh, But but this is a win-win, in my opinion, for the commanders to add a pick basically right at the end of the first round, picking right out of the gate on day two. That's a great slot, primetime draft slot. Good players are available there. You know, starting caliber players are available there. I'm super excited because Ron Rivera is not going to be the guy filling out that card and turning it in. We're going to have an actual legit personnel guy. Josh Harris could go find somebody who knows how to make these picks, knows how to do, do his thing. And this, this will be a great step as the commanders look to rebuild and reload. Now I'd said earlier, the downside is if your new GM comes in, he's man, I'd really like a guy like Montez sweat. Yeah, now, now you don't have one. Um, you know, now you can pick between Chase Young and not Chase Young. But I, I think this is a great haul. You know, talking yesterday about getting third rounders or thirds with conditional seconds. You look at what the Giants got yesterday. I think that that's obviously the, the easy comparable here. This is a better haul than the Giants got for Leonard Williams. As we react live, breaking news here on the air, 11.52 as we take you up to the top of the hour. And AWOD Radio, Montez Sweat, off to the Chicago Bears, but I don't want to ignore Justice Miller, who came into the studio to hang out with us today and do Halloween bits. Sometimes news gets in the way, Justice. We we had we had to. Get I'm to, here chilling. I'm, I'm I'm figuring out what's going on too. We're all figuring out what's uh, what's what's going on together. Um, give Ron Rivera this, who is is in the final, almost certainly the final year, hanging out with the franchise. I don't know what his role will be next year. Got tremendous value for Montez Sweat. Uh, made the best. Long-term play for this franchise, and uh, if you're listening on the on the pod later, we'll have the, the conversation with Ben Standig. We were speculating on this. He said, hey, there could be some addition by subtraction on this defensive line. There, there could have been too many playmakers to mesh in Jack Del Rio's system. So I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy who just goes all in, everything's positive all the time, everything's great. You know that. We had a very rocky Halloween segment earlier. Mm-hmm. I think we persevered through it. I think it went well. Yeah. I think we all learned some things today together. I especially did. I'm a I'm a big fan of this deal just just at first glance. Uh, if the if the pick holds, if it's pick number 34 in the draft, picking right out of the gate on on Friday night of the draft, get the chance to get a franchise altering player. So if you're just joining us, breaking news this morning on the fan as we fly towards the 12 o'clock hour NFL tra- trade deadline now four hours and seven minutes away and. If they deal Chase Young, too, that would just be a bananas day. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it was an either-or. I don't get the sense. I think they're just trying to scare him. I don't think a lot of action has materialized for Chase Young. Mm -hmm. I don't think there are a lot of teams reaching out and making these offers. And to beat what the Giants got for Leonard Williams, that's the benchmark here. The Giants set the benchmark with the second and the fifth from the Falcons. This is better than those picks. Yeah, they're definitely trying to scare Chase Young into playing better. That's definitely we got Chase Young's dad calling into radio stations, man. That's that's a mess. Yeah, that's a mess. Chase Young's dad called All into the Grant it. Danny show here yesterday at about four o'clock. Um, need to do something to get him playing inside the system. You also say if you franchise tag Chase Young, maybe playing for not Jack Del Rio will help him out 
uh, as it occasionally does when you've got coaching. All right, we'll, we're uh, we're winding down the show here. We got a ton of uh, ton of action here late. Breaking news: Montez Sweat headed to Chicago. It's the second round pick for the Chicago Bears. Great haul for the Commanders. Don't sell the Bears short. Getting a great player in Montez Sweat. We've enjoyed watching him play uh, as he's been in his fifth year this year with the Commanders. But Justice Miller, thank you for dropping by. Mm-hmm. Always fun. Happy Halloween. You too. Happy Halloween. And it's always a pleasure to join you guys up here. Have a good laugh. This is where the action is, and the action continues four hours to the NFL trade deadline. AWOD Radio takes over next. We'll get his thoughts on this trade. This has been MP on the mic. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Bring the energy. It's happening. Get it, get it, get it, get it. For your lives. It's time for MP on the mic. Cunning. Capable, agile, flexible. It gets me pumped and it gets me going. Michael Phillips is... Let's go! MP on the mic. Happy Halloween to you. Michael Phillips, MP on the mic is the program with you for the next two hours here on 910 The Fan 1051. FM Ben Standing joins us, talks Commanders football from the Athletic at 1030. Our friends Darrell Young, Justice Miller drop by for their typical Tuesday visit at 1115. Phone lines belong to you, 833-804-0910. This is 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. This is Sports Talk Call-In Radio, and our topic today to lead off is Sports Talk Call-In Radio, and specifically, coaches and call-in shows. Now, this used to be a big thing back in the day. Uh, you remember, by like you know, the, the coach of the team would like go to an Applebee's and hang out and like take questions from fans for an hour. Uh, but, but it kind of, it, it went off the rails a little bit uh, when people realized they could use this to like make their point, do some bits, whatever it was. Uh, one, one of the great early ones, this is uh, Jimbo Fisher doing his Florida state call in show after it was obvious he was going to leave for Texas A&M. Uh, here's one of the questions he got. Very excited when you came on board with the program. Very excited to have you as the offensive coordinator. Very excited when you became the head coach. Yes, sir. It's been kind of a tough season. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching a lot of your press conferences and how you would talk about how we need to be committed to the program and keep cheering for the team. And we need to be talking about that, about loyalty to the program. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, where's the loyalty to the program, Jimbo? <laughs> it's here tonight on Wednesday. It's here tonight on Wednesday, Michael. There you go. My, Michael gets escorted out pretty quickly after that. Coaches start getting it written into their contracts that they're not doing call-in shows, but the older coaches still do it. It's routine. Here's Bob Stoops down in Oklahoma taking on a bus driver. And I was just wondering, since we showed up, wondering uh, what you thought about fan participation as opposed to player participation. What do you mean by that? I mean, I thought we did our part. I was hoping you thought we did our part as well. I, I think I thought you fans were fabulous. And I'm, I'm proud of my players, whether you are or not. I no, thought I'm my proud. players played hard. I, I thought they played hard the entire night. They made some mistakes. So be it. 
And if you, I'm, I'm, I'm a Sooner fan, no matter what. Well, what did what did you mean by player participation? Mainly, I was referring to that I thought our fans were pretty loud most of the time. I, I acknowledge that, and I agree with you totally. Now, I didn't understand your part about you threw in the players there, and I, I thought our players played hard. And I'll always back them on that. Okay, and I sure did the other night. Whether you appreciate it or not, they did. I'm sorry they made some mistakes. Thank you, Dwayne. We appreciate the phone call. They don't appreciate the phone call. Uh, spoiler. They, they never appreciate the phone call. It's a relic of a lost time, though. The coach has to subject himself to the people. It's like those videos in the Olympics where, like, you know, not everybody's the American media core. Like, you have, like, a runner from another country and they come in and the, the reporters, like, either like either applaud them or yell at them that you're a disgrace to the country. This is the atmosphere at the, at the college football coaches call-in show, uh, which they, they used to have to subject them to themselves to this all the time. We're running out of coaches that do it, mainly because they don't want to get yelled at. Now, there's some coaches who still do it. There's some coaches who still believe in it. Nick Saban has been doing it for years. And Nick Saban, even this year, even when things were bad, Nick Saban knows how to take on the callers. He knows what he's doing. Coach, how are you, sir? Well, Pee Wee, I've been wanting to talk to you all week, man. I mean, we got to firm up the pocket. <laughs> we're setting too soft. We're getting pushed back in the middle. All right, everybody thinks we can't hold up against the blitz, but they're sacking us with four-man rush, one three-man rush. Only one sack came off of a pressure, so I wanted to ask you what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, I believe you covered it all right there, Coach. That was uh, Pee Wee calling in from Alabama to the Nick Saban show, which brings us, of course, to Monday night and Dabo Sweeney. He is the head coach of the Clemson Tigers, and he runs a call-in show. I would guess mainly because he's never had he's never had to take negative questions. It's kind of just been a rocket ship to the top there at Clemson. He took over. They started winning. They won some more. They won natties. They won two national titles. They kept it rolling. Uh, but they've taken a step back recently. And on Saturday, they lost to NC State on something called the CW Network. And that's not where Clemson's fans envision themselves. And that's where Dabo Sweeney found himself Monday night at the at the Tiger Talk call-in show. So I'm curious, why are we paying you $11.5 million to go 4-4? Four and four? And it's not just this year. It's been, it's been, you know, just the refusal to accept. That's it. That, 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 that's it. That's all we got. That's all they let him have. Dabo was ready, though. Dabo went on a heater. He was not going to take this. What's his name? Tyler. Hey, Tyler. I've, I've listened to enough of you, Tyler. You can, you can have all your opinions that you want, right? I don't know how old you are. Don't really care, right? But let me tell you something. Um, we won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem, to be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that do that. All you do is ex- the appreciation, the expectation is greater than the appreciation, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. And so, you know, we've won 12 10-plus win year, seasons in a row. That's happened three times in 150 years. So if you want to know why, Clemson ain't sniff a national championship for 35 years. We've won two in seven years. And there's only two other teams that can say that, Georgia and Alabama. Okay? Is this a bad year? 
Is this a – yeah, and it's my responsibility. Take 100% responsibility for it. But all this bull crap you're thinking, all these narratives you read, listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want, and you can apply for the job, and good luck to you, all right? But to answer your question, all right, we're second in draft picks. We've graduated 98% of our guys. We're second in wins, all right? We, we, if you, you want to know why, again, I'm telling you, we're not perfect. There's a lot of teams that, you know, Frank Howard never had a bad year. Coach Ford never had a bad year. Nobody's, Coach K has never had a bad year in basketball. People have a bad year. But the part of the problem is the appreciation. I used to tell people all the time, they'd say, what's the difference in Clemson? I'm going to tell you, at, Cle- at some places there's an expectation, but at Clemson there's an appreciation. And what's happened at Clemson is is we've won so much that even when we – it used to be the funds and the winning. Now even when you win, people like you complain and criticize the coaches and question everything. You, you, people like you, all right, when I hired Tony Elliott to be the offensive coordinator who never called a play in his life, I'm sure you were critical then. Right? And he took us to two national championships. People like you who just destro- love to, to destroy people with your comments, all right? I'm sure you've never made any bad decisions. I'm sure you've lived a perfect life. I'm sure you've never – I'm sure you've led a bunch of people. I'm sure you do your job in front – so to answer your question, I started as the lowest paid coach in this freaking business, all right? And I'm where I am because I've worked my ass off. Every single day. And I ain't going to let some smart-ass kid get on this phone and create this stuff. So if you got a problem with it, I don't care. All right? But you're not, I'm not going to sit here and let you call. I don't give a crap how much money I make. You ain't going to talk to me like I'm, like I'm 12 years old. You'd be freaking kidding me. Amen. <laughs> My my guy's Mo, Mo the bartender taking prank calls from Bart Simpson. There, it's gonna give it to him on the other end of the line. Uh, I respect the host the the host of the show. That's that's a fine line to walk, right? Like you got to have the coaches back no matter what. Amen, man. You said it. Wow, our fans are idiots. Anyway, thanks to the fans for coming out tonight. We uh, we really appreciate uh, you guys believing in the program. Sport Sport and Tiger Talk with Dabo Swinney. Yeah, he really just let him let him go off there, and then at the very end. It, yeah, I agree. <laughs> the uh, the the lesson there, the lesson there is that these co- these shows should continue for all eternity. Uh, and there's a time and a place for professional journalism, and there's also a time and a place for just a fan getting completely riled up and the coach giving it back to him. I don't even mind my coach giving it back to him. If I'm a Clemson fan, I, that's what I want from Dabo. I want, want a little fire. Like I've had one bad year. I'm awesome. Deal with it. I I'm still the man here. You're gonna fire me. You're not gonna fire me. I'm the best you've ever had. It's uh it's these are a ton of fun. But sometimes you get an unexpected call. And that's what happened on these airwaves on Monday afternoon. The Grant and Danny program, just Grant, Grant Paulson, he's the man. I like Grant, you like Grant. We all love listening to Grant. And midway through the show, he gets a call. Now, obviously, Chase Young's in the news. We're talking about him, the commanders. Is he, is he underachieving? He was the number two overall draft pick. He, he's winning a lot on, on pressures, but he's not getting sacks. What's going on with Chase Young, trade deadline, et cetera. 
And so Chase Young's dad calls in to Grant and Danny to clear the air. Here we go. Let's play the clip. So we have someone telling us it's actually Chase Young's father on the line and wants to talk about what's going on with the commanders. Is this Mr. Young, Chase's dad? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What's up with y'all? This is my take on sports, and this is this is my how I look at sports. In order to make comments about another guy's career or his talent or anything, I think you should have had, at some point in your life, laced up a pair of cleats or tied up a pair of tennis shoes and played a sport. So my belief is if you have never played a sport, then you shouldn't have a comment because, well, I mean, you ain't what never, level you ain't never do, been in the trenches. At what level do you have to have played at to have a comment? At least top high school, college, and maybe like like the few kids like Chase who actually made it, the pros. And, but here's the problem. I get, I, get a, I get a lot. I get a lot of comments, negative. And I'm looking at guys like, dude, you ain't never played a sport in your life. Shut up. So I think that that's probably fair sometimes that it's annoying to hear from people that didn't play. I guess I would disagree. If you haven't played, you don't have a voice. Well, I, that's where we disagree, a though, a little bit. That's uh well. So I'm I'm gonna run this clip. This is this is Greg Young, Chase Young's dad, calling into the Grant and Danny show yesterday, right here, nine ten, the fan, Richmond, one zero six seven, the fan in DC. And I'm gonna let this clip run for a couple minutes. Then we're gonna break it down because this I, and Grant handles this very well. Um, and, and Greg handles this very well. It's a good solid radio disagreement here. Uh, let's let's play the clip. Then we'll break it down. But we can quantify these things. Like your eyeballs might say, well, he drops a lot. But I, I have the numbers in front of me right now on how often he drops into coverage. Like, all this stuff is now analytically tabulated. Okay, do, you, do you have the numbers of how many times he's double and triple compared to the other guys not getting a double or triple? Do you think T.J. Watt you, is never doubled Chase, or tripled? Chase, not, not as much as Chase. Oh, Chase, come on. Chase the defensive player of the year who's had a 20-sack season. Teams go into the week and they you got go. The numbers. You said you got the numbers. Tell me the numbers. Well, I, I don't. I don't have that one. I can look it up. There are sites where I can find it. Sure. Yeah, you need to look. At, okay, let me say this. Do you have the numbers on? Chase just got his first holding call last week. Ever. So a top D in like that. So you telling me he's not getting held every play? And I think he gets uh, held a lot. Oh yeah, but he got one call last week. So I, I've so actually asked someone about the rest this. Of these DNs. Yeah, yeah. You got to look at the rest of the DNs, and then. Everybody doesn't play against the top offensive left tackle every week like Chase does. So he's playing the top offensive tackle. He's getting the tight end, and then he's getting the running back chip. And you know what? He's still getting there. Okay, do you have the numbers on how many times they run away from his side? They don't even come to Chase's side anymore. Do you realize if you're watching the game, I'm watching the game, and I'm looking at this, they don't even come to his side. So then your numbers go down. So, and then they get the ball out in three seconds. So most of the time, most play, like 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 yesterday, if they were going to come to chase side, tight end, everybody else piles up on that side. So I already know when they're going to come to their side and when they're not. When they leave chase one-on-one with the tackle, they're going the other way. So, yeah, your numbers do come down. But does every top DN in the league get the same thing coming at him every week as Chase. It's kind of like the Michael Jordan effect. Can, can I ask you a question? Everybody I mean, who played against Michael Jordan played their best game. So when people come at Chase, you got a scheme for Chase. I'm actually sympathetic to Greg Young here. 
Okay, this is Chase Young's dad uh, on the Grant and Danny show yesterday, right here on the fan. That that's that's where you heard it, and and I'm not unsympathetic to him calling and standing up for his son, and, and him you know pointing out that Chase Young is a great athlete, so opponents are less likely to go at him. Uh, you lose me at it's the Michael Jordan effect. You you lose me at Michael Jordan effect because I by my count. Chase Young is the third best defensive lineman on the Washington Commanders. I, I think you can just make a very compelling case. I, in my rankings, it's Payne, Allen, Young, Sweat. I think you can put them in a lot of different orders. I don't think Young towers over the other three. I also think it's a bad look for Chase Young's dad to be calling into Sports Talk Radio in the first place. I get the frustration. You don't want people talking that way about your son. I understand that. I think Grant raises a great point. You can't get mad at people who have never played football for commenting on football. Heck, I mean, we got a whole station downstairs that does nothing but but comment on the governor and comment on the president. They never they those people have never been governor, those people have never been president. I mean, we what are we if not a society that that analyzes and critiques things? You don't you don't have to have played football to have an opinion about football. Now, some opinions are way more valid than others. I'm not sure Pee Wee from Alabama should be getting to weigh in on everything. But Grant does his research. Grant knows his stuff. He comes back out. Like, hey, buddy, this is not this is not the situation you present it to be. The whole thing's got echoes of, y'all remember back in the day, RG3's dad came into the locker room. That was, that was a mini kerfuffle right after the game. He comes into the locker room, chats with his son. We'd never, I mean, I don't, I've never seen that before in professional sports. And it makes you wonder if, you know, Chase, Chase operated under this umbrella of protection under Dan Snyder. He, he was favored nation status under Dan Snyder. You get the sense that's going to change under Josh Harris. You get the sense things are different now. And I still think Chase Young can be a great player. I defended keeping him here this offseason. The skill set is undeniable. But you wonder if, and the hometown thing's real. The hometown thing's hard. Santana Moss was saying that the other day somewhere. Says, it's hard to play in your hometown. That's Chase Young's situation. Everybody here knows him. Everybody here's got an opinion on him. If maybe he needs a fresh start somewhere else, if that would be beneficial for him. But the bottom line, call in talk radio, alive and well. This is still where the action is. So thank you to Dabo Sweeney. Thank you to Chase Young's dad. Keeping keeping this place moving. This is where the action is. Yes. All right, we're going to step aside. We'll be back with more after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. This is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. We are back. Always fun to talk to people who make the radio magic themselves. Uh, our next guest is one of those people. You hear him from time to time on the radio in D.C. And, of course, he is the Washington Commanders beat writer for The Athletic. He knows everything about the Wizards, but uh, we're, we're not going to talk too much about that today, I'm guessing. He is Ben Standig. Welcome to the program, Ben. Oh, uh, Michael, thanks for having me. Look, there's, you know, we can always talk wizards, but yes, I'm aware that may not be the topic du jour uh, uh, for, for, for you here. 
you know, I, I, I've, I've promised to attend a Wizards game this year, and I, I get the sense tickets are going to be available. I may not have to plan too far in advance for this outing. Yeah, no. You won't have to plan too far in advance, and you won't have to break open the, the piggy bank to, uh, to pay for the tickets either. <laughs> ben Standing joins us from The Athletic. It is NFL trade deadline day. Uh, obviously, the two names we've been talking about, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, uh, it, it's early. We've we've still got about six hours to go here. Um, what what's your read on? Will there be offers? Are are the are the Commanders considering those offers? Where where do we stand here? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there are offers uh, reported yesterday that there's um, one at least for a third round pick for Montez Sweat that converts to a second if he signs an extension, which is a pretty um, I think a reasonable offer and, and uh, you know, qualification for both sides uh, to, to have a fair deal because it's a rental versus a long-term play. Um, but the question is, will there be other teams and where does this bidding go? Is Chase Young's market robust? I'm not sure about that. And then, of course, ultimately is what is Washington willing to do? It is such a bizarre circumstance, as we know, that hypothetically trading one of those guys doesn't help your cause this year and yet because they're both free agents and this defense is under is very underwhelming right now and we you know there's new ownership who's going to want to start putting their stamp on this team next year there's definitely logic in trading one of them for future help so will you know will ron rivera uh do what's quote-unquote best for the franchise does josh harris get involved and say hey i kind of think you maybe want to look forward you know <laughs> things like that it's going to be really fascinating to see what they come up with we know that josh harris knows how to trade because he moved james harden last night he just he's he's, che- he's checking in with the wrong team today apparently uh, but i i love that thought and, and right you can tease this out ron rivera has no incentive to trade players for draft picks that most likely he's never going to get to make and that doesn't even mean he won't be the coach you just know the Josh Harris group is going to install a general manager. That's the way they roll. That's what they like to do. On the other hand, he's he's not Josh Harris isn't going to be standing around forever waiting. And Ron Rivera has indicated, I think, uh, that he will do what's best for the franchise, not necessarily best for himself. Did did you read anything to his comments yesterday of we'll have stuff to talk about tomorrow, or was was that just him deflecting? Yeah, uh, great question. Like where your head's at. Um, I think, I think it was him deflecting because he's been, you know, as we know, Ron Rivera is not always great on staying on message. Really? Um, yeah. And uh, but but he ha- since the post game when when he was first asked about the deadline, he has been like saying the same message with every time he's asked about this, like almost verbatim. So I think he's like on message and just trying to stay there and not, you know, put extra, potentially say the wrong thing. But, you know, look, there's definitely a lot of smoke out there. I mean, I've talked to several other teams over the last, you know, 72, 96 hours, what have you. And, you know, it's been made clear to me that those guys, meaning Young and Sweat, are available, uh, available for trade talk versus actually available is the real is the real question, but I, 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 so I think there's a pretty decent chance something happens, but you know, it's definitely not a lock. I think what's really interesting, Michael, is that this defense has obviously been incredibly underwhelming this year, to say the least. Yep. 
is there an argument that not that trading one of them would make it better, but like what what is the downside? It's not going anywhere anyway right now, and they actually have pretty decent depth at defensive end um, compared to most other positions on the roster. So I mean, there's maybe a minor argument to say, hey, it's not you know what what, what harm is <laughs> what harm is there to possibly move one, especially I think if it's Chase Young. Um, because it's not like this group is getting it done anyway. I love that point. He's been standing from the athletic. Yeah, right. Addition by subtraction, that's a thing too. Chase Young's 24 years old, and, and we've now, obviously he had the full missed season, but we, we've seen a lot of Chase Young. Is he settling into what he is, that he's going to be a good but never great defensive end, or or is that ceiling still available that, that you think he could – find that next year, enter that T.J. Watt world at some point? Yeah, I mean, you know, I like to think that people still have opportunities to grow and improve. Um, I mean, not myself, but like actual people, you know, people who, people who have 24 who have year Yes, 24-year-olds. Um, I don't know if I see it, though. I just haven't seen enough consistently. I know we can point to his rookie year and say how dominant it was, but like, you know, it has often felt like Chase Young is more like an NBA player kind of doing his own thing with the ball rather than, um, you know, sort of working in the, the group, <laughs> the group dynamic. Um, I, you know, also like he, when, when we talk to him, as you know, as you know, like he, he doesn't always talk in like the most like say contemplative ways. He seems to talk like he's got the Superman cape on at all times and it's all good. And look, I mean, who am I to say that he's wrong, but I just don't, it feels like he needs more urgency in understanding where he needs to take his game. I do think there's been some growth this year. There was talk this off season from, from, uh, I know Montez Sweat said this, Rivera has said this, that Chase Young was taking more um, sort of responsibility for his off season workouts. And that's a good sign in that direction. But I, I don't know if I see, that top tier level, his father may may disagree, uh, perhaps, but uh, I, I think I, I think he still has a chance to be really good. But I I don't know if he has a chance to be like that top tier level that we all maybe thought when he came out. Well, I don't think Greg Young listens to this show, so we're good. But I I, I that the team had to have been just cringing when they heard that, like outside of the content. And I thought it was a really good discussion with with Grant and Mister Young. But to do that the day before the trade deadline. I got to think there's some sort of chilling effect there for teams thinking about picking them up, right? I, I, I would think so. I mean, look, parents are parents. Like, you're going to be proud of your kids. You want, you want, you're going to stick up for them no matter what. Totally get all that. But yeah, it does always feel like when, the, when they're, when a, when there's a parent situation where they're speaking out on behalf of their kid in that kind of way, where it's a bit, it's love slash delusional. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a great thing, typically. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, you're right. I think that could be a negative effect on how teams view him. I mean, I will just say in general, and I'm, you know, I'm not pretending I talk to everybody in the league or even close or whatever, but, like, I just haven't heard much interest in Chase Young. I've, I've talked to several teams who have said they, you know, know there's interest in Young, in Sweat. They like Sweat a little bit better or whatever, but, like, I haven't heard much about Chase Young. So, I mean, I, I really – I'm fascinated to, to if we can learn ultimately what his market is because I I just don't know how I think some teams can see that potentially you're asking about and I think others see the downside whether it's the knee or uh, you know just uh, you know sort of a, a, some maturity issues whatever it is discipline uh, it's really fascinating to see what people uh, think of him. 
no no doubt and if we don't learn his market today we'll learn it this offseason because I, I can't imagine he gets tagged under current circumstances so we'll we'll find out the market and you know that may be that that may be uh what's best for him to to have the chance at the open market and uh either take a one-year deal prove himself somewhere or uh or get a long-term deal and uh, settle in with a new team or with this team. Ben, before I let you go, my producer Josh over here, uh, I wore a Bo Jackson throwback jersey today. It's Halloween. You know, I wanted to get in the spirit. He doesn't know who Bo Jackson is, and now I feel really old. I don't even know how to respond to that. Dude, what? Dude, these are the circumstances I'm doing this radio show under. I just need you to know that. You know, you don't well, have to like respond to it. like work environment. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bo, uh, like, like, obviously, you know, I'm old. You know, you're not as old as me, but, you know, whatever. Like, okay, I guess that there's some generational things where I don't know who that is. I, God, I thought Bo Jackson was pretty ubiquitous. Like, he's still, like, anybody who's into video games has heard of, like, Tecmo Bowl, right? And uh, Okay, he, now you got me. <laughs> yeah. I know Tecmo Bowl. Will, well, will, so the, willful ignorance. Willful ignorance, I say. Yeah, the Bo Jackson play is the most, you know, unstoppable play literally in the history of sports. It, uh, that that is truly the greatest play in the history of all of football. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> boy, I don't know. Well, I I, w- I wish you luck over there. You know, teaching the new generation, Phillips. All right, Ben Standing, the Athletic. Read his work at theathletic.com. He'll be working all day as we head up to the trade de- trade deadline. Thank you for making a few minutes for us. We're past the break. I got to step aside. You know the deal. It's nine ten. The fan now one zero five one FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 